A Gnome There Was by Henry Kuttner and C.L. Moore. Part 4 Crockett, said a familiar voice. It's you! I thought they'd send you here. It was Brucklebun, the feminine gnome Crockett had already encountered. She was swinging a pick with the others, but dropped it now to grin at her companion. You won't be here very long, she consoled. Ten years or so, unless you run into trouble, and then you'll be put at really hard work. Crockett's arms were already aching. Hard work? My arms are going to fall off in a minute. He leaned on his pick. Is this your regular job? Yes, but I'm seldom here. Usually I'm being punished. I'm a troublemaker, I am. I eat anthracite. She demonstrated, and Crockett shuddered at the audible crunching sound. Just then the overseer came up. Brucklebun swallowed hastily. What's this? he snarled. Why aren't you at work? Oh, we were just going to fight, Brucklebun explained. Oh, just the two of you? Or can I join in? Free for all, the unladylike gnome offered and struck the unsuspecting Crockett over the head with her pick. He went out like a light. Awakening some time later, he investigated bruised ribs and decided that Brucklebun must have kicked him after he'd lost consciousness. What a gnome. Crockett sat up, finding himself in the same tunnel, dozens of gnomes busily digging anthracite. The overseer came toward him. Awake, eh? Get to work. Dazedly, Crockett obeyed. Brocklebun flashed him a delighted grin. You missed it! I got an ear, see? She exhibited it. Crockett hastily lifted an exploring hand. It wasn't his. Dig, 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 the hours dragged past. Crockett had never worked so hard in his life. But he noticed not a gnome complained. Twenty hours of toil, with one brief rest period. He'd slept through that. Dig, dig, dig. Without ceasing her work, Brucklebun said, I think you'll make a good gnome, Crockett. You're toughening up already. Nobody'd ever believe you were once a man. Oh, no? No. What were you, a miner? I was... Crockett paused suddenly. A curious light came into his eyes. I was a labor organizer, he finished. What's that? Ever heard of a union? Crockett asked, his gaze intent. Is it an oar? Brocklebun shook her head. No, I've never heard of it. What's a union? Crockett explained. No genuine labor organizer would have accepted that explanation. It was, to say the least, biased. Brocklebun seemed puzzled. I don't see what you mean exactly, but I suppose it's all right. Try another tack, Crockett said. Don't you ever get tired of working twenty hours a day? Well, sure. Who wouldn't? Well, then why do it? We always have, Brocklebun said indulgently. We can't stop. Well, suppose you did. Oh, I'd be punished. Beaten with stalactites or something. Well, suppose you all did, Crockett insisted. Every damn gnome. Suppose you had a sit-down strike. You're crazy, Brocklebun said. 
Such a thing's never happened. It's... it's human. Kisses never happened underground either, said Crockett. No, I don't want one, and I don't want to fight either. Good heavens, let me get the setup here. Most of the gnomes work to support the privileged classes. No, we just work. But why? We always have, and the Emperor wants us to. Well, has the Emperor ever worked? Crockett demanded with an air of triumph. No, he just takes mud baths. Why shouldn't every gnome have the same privilege? Why? He talked on at great length as he worked. Brocklebun listened with increasing interest. And eventually she swallowed the bait, hook, line, and sinker. An hour later she was nodding agreeably. I'll pass the word along. Tonight, in the Roaring Cave, right after work. Oh, wait a minute, Crockett objected. How many gnomes can we get? Well, not very many. Thirty? We'll have to organize first. We'll need a definite plan. Brocklebun went off on a tangent. Well, let's fight. No, will you listen? We need a, a council. Who's the worst troublemaker here? Mugza, I think, she said. The red-haired gnome you knocked out when he hit me? Crockett frowned slightly. Would Mugza hold a grudge? Probably not, he decided, or rather he'd be no more ill-tempered than other gnomes. Mugza might attempt to throttle Crockett on sight, but he'd no doubt do the same to any other gnome. Besides, as Brokobun went on to explain, Mugza was the gnomic equivalent of a duke. His support would be valuable. And Grumagru, she suggested. He loves new things, especially if they make trouble. Yeah... These were not the two Crockett would have chosen, but at least he could think of no other candidates. If we could get somebody who's close to the Emperor. What about Druk, the guy who gives Podrang his mud baths? Why not? I'll fix it. Brocklebun lost interest and surreptitiously began to eat anthracite. Since the overseer was watching, this resulted in a violent quarrel from which Crockett emerged with a black eye. Whispering profanity under his breath, he went back to digging. But he had time for a few more words with Brocklebun. She'd arrange it. That night, there would be a secret meeting of the conspirators. Crockett had been looking forward to exhausted slumber, but this chance was too good to miss. He had no wish to continue his unpleasant job digging anthracite. His body ached fearfully. Besides, if he could induce the gnomes to strike, he might be able to put the squeeze on Podrang too. Grumagru said the Emperor was a magician. Couldn't he then transform Crockett back into a man? He's never done that, Brocklebun said, and Crockett realized he had spoken this thought aloud. Couldn't he, though, if he wanted? Brocklebun merely shuddered, but Crockett had a little gleam of hope to be human again. Dig, 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 dig with monotonous, deadening regularity. Crockett sank into a stupor. Unless he got the gnomes to strike, he was faced with an eternity of arduous toil. He was scarcely conscious of knocking off, of feeling Brocklebun's gnarled hand under his arm, of being led through passages to a tiny cubicle which was his new home. The gnome left him there, and he crawled into a stony bunk and went to sleep. 
Presently a casual kick aroused him. Blinking, Crockett sat up, instinctively dodging the blow Groomagru was aiming at his head. He had four guests. Gru, Brocklebun, Druk, and the red-haired Mugza. Sorry I woke up too soon, Crockett said bitterly. If I hadn't, you could have gotten in another kick. There's lots of time, Gru said. Now, what's all this about? I wanted to sleep, but Brocklebun here said there was going to be a fight. A big one, huh? Eat first, Brocklebun said firmly. I'll fix mud soup for everybody. She bustled away and presently was busy in a corner preparing refreshments. The other gnomes squatted on their haunches, and Crockett sat on the edge of his bunk still dazed with sleep. But he managed to explain his idea of the Union. It was received with interest, chiefly he felt because it involved the possibility of a tremendous scrap. You mean every Dornsif gnome jumps the Emperor? Gru asked. No, no, peaceful arbitration. We just refuse to work, all of us. Well, I can't, Druk said. Paldrang's got to have his mud baths. The bloated old slug, he'd send me to the fumaroles till I was roasted. Well, who'd take you there? Crockett asked. Oh, the guards, I suppose. But they'd be on strike, too. Nobody'd obey Podrang till he gave in. Oh, then he'd enchant me, Druk said. He can't enchant us all, Crockett countered. But he could enchant me, Druk said with great firmness. Besides, he could put a spell on every gnome in Dornsif. Turn us into stalactites, or something. Then what? He wouldn't have any gnomes at all. Half a loaf is better than none. We'll just use logic on him. Wouldn't he rather have a little less work done than none at all? Oh, not him, Gru put in. He'd rather enchant us. Oh, he's a bad one, he is, the gnome finished approvingly. But Crockett couldn't quite believe this. It was too alien to his understanding of psychology, human psychology, of course. He turned to Mugza, who was glowering furiously. Well, what do you think about it? I want to fight, the other said rancorously. I want to kick somebody. Wouldn't you rather have mud baths three times a day? Mugza grunted. Sure, but the emperor won't let me. Why not? Because I want them. You can't be contented, Crockett said desperately. There's more to life than, than digging. Sure, there's fighting. Pojang lets us fight whenever we want. Crockett had a sudden inspiration. But that's just it. He's going to stop all fighting. He's going to pass a new law forbidding fighting except to himself. It was an effective shot in the dark. Every gnome jumped. Stop fighting? That was Gru, angry and disbelieving. Why, we've always fought. Well, you'll have to stop, Crockett insisted. Won't? Exactly. Why should you? Every gnome's entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of... of... pugilism? Let's go and beat up Podrang, Mugza offered, accepting a steaming bowl of mud soup from Brocklebun. 
No, that's not the way to... Uh, no thanks, Brucklebun. Not the way at all. A strike's the thing. We'll peaceably force Podrang to give us what we want. He turned to Druk. Just what can Podrang do about it if we all sit down and refuse to work? The little gnome considered. He'd swear. And he'd kick me. Yeah, and then what? Well, then he'd go off and enchant everybody. Tunnel by tunnel. Uh-huh, Crockett nodded. A good point. Solidarity is what we need. If Podrang finds a few gnomes together, he can scare the hell out of them. But if we're all together... Well, that's it. When the strike's called, we'll all meet in the biggest cave in the joint. That's the council chamber, Gru said, next to Podrang's throne room. Okay, we'll meet there. How many gnomes will join us? All of them, Muggsa grunted, throwing his soup bowl at Druk's head. The Emperor can't stop us fighting. And what weapons can Podrang use, Druk? Well, he might use the cockatrice eggs the other said doubtfully. Oh, what are those? They're not really eggs, Gru broke in. They're magic jewels for wholesale enchantments. Different spells in each one. The green ones, I think, are for turning people into earthworms. Podrang just breaks one, and the spell spreads out for twenty feet or so. The red ones are, let's see, transforming gnomes into human beings, though that's a bit too tough. No. Yes. The blue ones. Into human beings? Crockett's eyes widened. W where are the eggs kept? Let's fight, Muggsa offered, and hurled himself bodily on Druk, who squeaked frantically and beat his attacker over the head with his soup bowl, which broke. Brucklebun added to the excitement by kicking both battlers impartially, till felled by Grumagru. Within a few moments, the room resounded with the excited screams of gnomic battle. Inevitably, Crockett was sucked in.